Welcome to the Rap Race to Five podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place. Here to challenge you to think out of the box, your hosts, Felipe Mejia and Diego Corzo. Diego, what's up, man? Super excited to have you here today. We have an awesome guest that Eva all the way from Hawaii, but that is not where she was born. And I'll let her tell her story. Uh, I really like I really like that she was telling us about like kind of the struggles that she's been through and how she overcame some of those. And then she wholesaled a property to her business partner and now how she's growing now and empowering women in Hawaii through dance. It's a really cool story. Yeah. And also one of my favorite things, too, is how the even though she took classes and everything on real estate, what actually got her to take action was accountability. And that is super important when you're starting out as an investor. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also like that she said like in her first uh, wholesale deal, she just reinvested all of that money back into her business, which is huge because that takes a lot of uh, self-discipline because I don't know that that's what I would have done with my first check. Uh, so I think that's super, super powerful. Everyone that's listening, make sure you listen to the end. She's got some really good stories. Before we get started, though, uh, today's podcast is definitely sponsored by the boys over at REI Call Center. If you are a realtor or a wholesaler, make sure that you reach the boys at REI Call Center getting consistent hot leads uh, through the list that you skip trace. All right, let's jump in. So Teriva, it's Felipe and Diego. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Um, I always like to start with people's name. Um, can you tell us the long version? Because I really liked the way you said it. I'm definitely going to slaughter it and then tell us what you would like us to call you. Okay, so the long version is Tereva Reva Haunui. It's a Tahitian name. Um, I don't have a middle name. Um, the short version is Tereva. However, I would say 90% of people call me T. <laughs> what would you, what, what do you like to be called? What, what is that? Uh, usually Tereva. Tereva? Yeah. Because of it here, um, here like Tita is, is a lot of people are called T. T, this is my T, this is my sister. Um, so that tends to go for everyone in the room. Um, so Tereva makes it pretty specific. I like that. My sister's name is Sitlali Yunuen Mejia. Uh, we've always just called her Lolly. And very recently, um, she's changing more to, she wants people to call her by her name, Sitlali. And she's like, whether you can say it right or wrong is irrelevant. That's my name. And I would love to be called. And at first I was like, well, that's kind of like, I understand where she's coming from because her name is not Lolly. Her name is Siglali and she wants to be called that way. And, and I think it's cool. So I was like more power. So I was like, what would you want to be called? So Tereva, I love it. We're going to go. That's good. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? You have a decent following, a really good following on, on Instagram. I love your post. It's, I, you know, it's funny because I love your Instagram because it's very colorful and color coordinated. Mine is all over the place. So what do you do? Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So um, about me, uh, originally from Tahiti, I now live in Maui. Um, I've been on Maui for almost 18 years. I literally graduated from high school in Tahiti and then moved to Maui at 18 years old. Um, always been interested more or less from far away in real estate investing, but I really got serious in 2017, investing in um, an educational program, a mentorship, um, didn't take action until 2020. 
uh, today I'm very serious about real estate investing. Um, in 2018, January of 2018, I also uh, opened a dance school here, an all-girl dance school here on Maui. Um, dancing is the first love of my life. It's Tahitian dancing. Um, I did it, you know, seven days a week from the age of 13 through 18 years old and just kind of carried that over. I come from a very cultural family, um, you know, bilingual at home. And so the, my Tahitian culture is really rooted in me. I got here, did a lot of like the luau scenes, if you've been in Hawaii, um, so I've always been a performer and in 2018 decided to, uh, open a dance school to kind of pass that knowledge on, uh, that was, that literally happened right after my mom passed on, passed away. So did that and, um, wanted to give my dance school to dedicate, um, to my dance school. And, you know, after a couple of years, I kind of got the hang of it. I kind of understood what I wanted to do with it. Um, then I was able to focus on real estate investing. So today I do real estate investing and I teach dancing. Nice. So you, you teach dance, you do um, real estate investing. And, and first and foremost, sorry uh, regarding your mom. I heard you say that she had passed away. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, what made you move though uh, from where you were born and to Hawaii? It's, uh, what's that story? Um, I was a senior in high school and I met this Maui boy um, who was here winter break or who was in Tahiti for winter break. We met, did the long distance thing. Then I would come to visit here. Then he would come to Tahiti to visit. Then we just kind of had to make a decision. It was either I would go to college in France and be far away or I would move to Maui and see where this was going. Um, so I followed my heart, um, no regrets. And we're, we're super good friends. We're in really, really good terms. I'm no longer with him. We were together just short of 10 years, no children together, um, separated on really, really good terms. And um, yeah, and then today we each have our families. Uh, we're both doing well. So basically a boy <laughs> brought me to Maui. That's that's a lot of people's stories. They either they want the beach or the boy, or or I guess the girl. So I got I got both. I got the beach <laughs> and the boy. <laughs> yeah. And now you still have the beach. So that, there yes. you go. Yeah. No, that's yeah. awesome. So tell us a little bit. Um, your dance studio. Can you want to tell us a little bit more about that? I'd love to hear where the because I we love to dance as well. So a lot of people don't know this. But Diego is an avid salsa dancer. He's a professional. He teaches salsa. But not professional. He is a professional. He's humble. I love dancing. If you're coming to the Rat Race to Fight Conference in Austin for 2021 goal setting, he's going to give out, we're going to have a, um, a salsa class. So we love to dance. I love to dance bachata. I uh, grew up dancing it with my sister, um, going to, to parties just to dance. Like people go to get drunk and do all these things. Me and my sister went to dance because we love to dance. Um, there is, there is, uh, it's deep in our roots. So tell us a little bit more about your love for dance and why the school and how you're impacting young women's lives doing that. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was born in it. I have two much older siblings who were dancers. My mom is a dancer. Um, at home, we only spoke, uh, Tahitian. So I was born in it. Um, 
in the culture. And uh, I discovered dancing or my love and passion for dancing at 13 years old, which is later than most girls. Um, I did that, loved it so much. Um, it wasn't until I, you know, got, got out of all of that. Um, and I came here and I was just doing dancing as a more of a job, um, instead of, you know, learning, 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 it was more of a job. And I just kind of realized that my love and passion for dancing, um, gave me so much balance growing up, um, Although I danced five to seven days a week, whether it was shows or practices, rehearsals and all that, um, it really gave me balance and it kept me away from, from a lot of trauma uh, that, you know, a lot of things that could have happened, um, drugs, alcohol. Uh, I grew up in a bit of domestic violence. Um, I'm going to say that dancing was a total escape total, total escape. And I don't know how I was able to manage um, uh, school and dancing, you know, but, but, but I did. Um, so when my mom passed away in 2017 is when it kind of, I don't know, uh, uh, woke me up or, or something, um, I've always been asked to, to teach dancing. I would do shows. We would put on shows, create things, you know, um, enter competitions. And I love it. I, I love creating choreographies. Uh, yeah, I love dancing. And after my mom passed away, it kind of hit me like, okay, um, you know, there, there's no longer like two generations. This, it's me now. It, and I kind of felt like it's time to pass this on. Like you've got to teach and, and share everything you inherited from your, your mom, your family, and share as much as you can. So it started super small. It was just one day a week teaching for a couple of hours and it grew and it grew and it grew. Um, so I would say like my advantage is I'm, I'm the only Tahitian person uh, and I've had so many years of dancing here on Maui. Um, you know, and I still dance today. I still perform. I'm knowledgeable in the language, uh, did a, a lot of training. So I would say, I think that's why my dance school grew. So I don't know, we started at maybe 20, 30 students. We're at 70 now, wow. three days of teachings a week. We enter competitions, we do some traveling and it's, you know, I didn't expect the the response, but I didn't expect um, um, little girls to like just love it, to love me, to dedicate so much. You know, at first I thought, ah, just teach dancing, you know, the steps and, and see. But I saw potential. I, initially, I, I told myself, oh, we're never going to enter competitions, you know, like it's it's so much pressure for these kids and then I'm like you have way too much potential let's put you in competitions you know so we did some traveling before COVID and then during COVID we would do a lot of virtual dance competitions record videos submit your videos um and then you know we kind of got that momentum and I just as far as dancing as a teacher I, I get to teach but I get to learn a lot as well and I actually love that I'm I hold myself at a, 
a high standard. Um, you know, I'm really careful about what I do because I have these seven year olds looking up to me and not like I do anything wrong, but I'm extra careful. Right. Um, what I put out on social media, um, all of that. So I'm definitely growing because I decided to share my, my dance knowledge. That's really nice. Cause it also, uh, with the dance community, you're also creating a community, right? Yeah. Like with everything that, that you have. Um, that's really cool. Now, what um, you mentioned in 2017, you, um, you took a class or like some course in real estate and then you went into dance. Uh, so you didn't take any action, but on, on that until 2020, but what, what got you interested on the real estate while you were doing the dancing? Okay. Um, raised by a single mom, she had two brothers who, um, owned a few rental properties on Maui and, she always told me like randomly, she's like, yes, your, your uncles are really good businessmen. And, um, just see this home. That's, that's your uncle's, but he, he rents it out. And, you know, she just like, it wasn't very specific. So I kind of always grew up with that knowledge, like, okay, there's, there's something in real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, in early 2017, um, the mentorship fortune builders, came through the island. So I did like the free workshop and then a three-day workshop and then ended up uh, applying for their mentorship shortly after uh, my, my mom's passing happened and I couldn't, I couldn't focus much. Right. I, I went through having to deal with that um, having been raised by a single mom, like she's all, she's everything, your pillar, your, you know, so that, that 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 kind of impacted me quite a bit, and I did not want to do have anything to do with real estate. Um, I needed to focus on on my mom. I needed to focus on coping with it, um, which I, I think the dance school just ended up being my therapy, really helping get over that. So, 2017, yes, I get into the mentorship. I did all the learning. Love. I love learning, love education, period. Um, as long as it's a subject that I'm interested in, I kind of go full on. Um, there's no stopping. So, yeah, that's how it kind of gave me a lot of knowledge, a lot of tools, you know, contracts, uh, sales training, um, analyzing, deal analysis. Um, I'm, I'm huge on numbers and, and numbers speak to me a lot a lot better than people i would say so i, I you know i'm in spreadsheets all the time cool interesting and, and so what 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 got you then in 2020 um like how did you find your first deal what what was the situation with that one mm -hmm. um end of 2019 my husband and i had this serious conversation about me doing too much and not being around for my daughter she was seven seven years old then um you know it was like drop off pickup go to job number one then head to job number two i don't see and wouldn't see my family pretty much monday through saturday um here and there you know the pickups and the drop-offs so at the end of 2019 my husband basically told me you've got a dance school 
you are trying to do real estate um, and you have a W-2 job and you've got all of this going on. Can you please, you know, for the sake of our family and our daughter, can you please slow down, drop something, whatever that is, drop something. So we decided that I would drop my W-2 completely leave or drop down to part-time or something. So we start 2020 in with that and, you know, talk to my employer. This is the plan. Um, I can either stay or leave, you know, all good. We're all on good terms. Um, and literally the week that I dropped down to one day a week of my job <laughs> is the week that we all went into a shutdown. Mm. Um, so now I'm, you know, now school's at home. My daughter's at home all day. It really worked out. And um, also the very week uh, that we dis- we kind of plan all of this and, and we go into a shutdown, um, Zasha contacts me. Like Zasha and I had just met once or twice at a meetup and then had lunch or something. Um, she was trying to get really serious in it. And um, in her mentorship, they had given her the assignment to find an accountability partner. So she is texting all of the kind of like, um, investors here on Maui and she's like hey I'm looking for an accountability partner do you know anyone I get that text the next week I'm about to like drop my w2 I'm like me pick me I want to do this you know and that would be perfect like the perfect timing here boom so like you know shutdown happens she's at my house once twice three times a week we live a minute from each other so that's how it started. Accountability uh, with Zasha. It started as accountability only. And then I focused my marketing to what she would buy because she was more experienced. She had a, a buying power. And I was like, you know what? I'll just market to what you want. Like that'll give me a lot of confidence when I speak to sellers, potential sellers. Um, I can negotiate. I'm really good with numbers and all that. So it kind of worked out because she didn't have time to do marketing. She kind of had deals going on and projects. So we ended up one day randomly um, doing some driving for dollars. We found this, you know, we go through, we have a list of like 20 houses. Uh, I come home, send all the letters, print, sign, mail them out. Within a week, this one guy calls me. He's like, hey, I'm ready. We're like, okay, let's, you know, we need to come by your house, look at it, do a walkthrough. He's like, all right, come by. So Zasha and I go by. So essentially it was a driving for dollars um, deal. And that was my first wholesale um, to Zasha. Nice. That's, yeah, that's the first deal. Yeah. Good for you. Um, so driving for dollars, Zasha, you got it under contract. You did it to her. What does Zasha do with it? Uh, she held it. It became a really it. good. Yep. Yeah, she, it became a really good buy and hold. It was a two story. So, uh, it end, be, ended up being like its own unit at the top. It's, and then she transformed the bottom, the lower level as its own unit. And she is now, so it's been like over a year that she's had it. Um, now she's able, the, the lot is big enough that she can build one or two more dwellings on it. So she's, you know, kind of turning it into a multifamily. That's awesome. That's that's really cool. Okay, so have you guys done more deals since then? What's kind of you and Zasha's history going forward after that first one? Yeah, so after that first one, I continued marketing and I'm like, all right, so here you go. You got your project. I'm going to continue marketing and find the next the next deal. Found the next deal towards the end of 2020. 
um, wholesaled it to her. It fit her buying box, right? Um, and then with with the earnings, I decided to just keep the the earnings of my wholesales, two wholesale deals within the business because I wanted to grow the marketing. Um, I wanted to kind of have a VA because cold calling with us with my little phone, like you know that I couldn't get through to enough people. And also having a child at home full time, like it, it, it wasn't the easiest thing. So reinvested all of the wholesaling money or, or earnings back into the, the business and into education. So I joined another mentorship at the end of 2020. Um, and then I kind of felt ready. So the agreement with Asha was I would wholesale to her, but I wanted to continue learning um, about project management, um, managing tenants and um she always was willing to, to share all of that. Right. And then um, I got two more deals this year. So we're into 2021 now. I've got, we got two more deals from the first one was a short sale. Um, it's actually a deal that came to her and she just kind of sent me the, the lead and she's like, you know, look into this. We ended up pushing through a short sale. We made that happen. And it was actually a hotel. So we just did a major, major cleanup of the lot. And another investor b- bought it from us. Um, and they're actually going to like subdivide the, the lot or something. We're, we're not too sure what they're doing. Um, they're still doing the construction. Um, the next deal was a very light fix and flip. We just kind of brought the place up to 2021. Um, yeah. So on those deals, we did JV partnerships. 50-50 split on those That's two really next cool. two deals. And then um, through my own marketing, I f- also found my first rental property. Um, it was a bit too high for her buying criteria. So I ended up taking it on. I felt like, okay, it's time to kind of get some deals under your belt, Tereva, uh, do the learning. And it, it's actually in a complex uh, building here that a lot of investors invest in. Um, easy fix and not fix and flip, but easy renovations, you know, two bedroom, one bath under 800 square foot. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, let me get into this one and learn how to, you know, deal with tenants, how to sort of manage a little repairs here and there. Um, but luckily I'm definitely cash flowing. It still worked out. And right after I got it, the, the values of that complex, um, the, the value is going up and up and up right now with this market. So I, I, I walked away with some equity, uh, did, so that was my first burr. I literally redid, did the refi maybe two or three weeks ago, we closed on the refi. So, um, first successful burr. That's Good awesome. Yeah. I like, I like the evolution that you've gone through from wholesaling right? With a partner or you wholesale it to Sasha. And then later she becomes a partner to where you JV. And then now you're doing your own, um, how you buy rehab and all that stuff. What, um, what made sense for you from, from going from wholesaling deals to her to saying, Hey, let's do a JV now. Um, what made sense? Uh, one, there was more profit. Um, and Two, I was going to be more involved in the transaction part of it, you know, dealing with agents, MLS and reviewing offers. You know, I was I felt 
more ready to to look into those and because they wouldn't work as buy and holds we it had to be sort of a, a fix and flip and also um we acquired it with hard money and private and i did not have those connections so mm. i kind of needed to jv on that so zasha handled all of the money i handled everything else mm -hmm. um you know um the bookkeeping um managing or kind of coordinating the vendors the pictures dealing with agents you know so I got to learn a lot. So I, I kind of focused 2021 20, uh, on, on learning, growing. Yeah. I did not need the, what they call it, like the, the, home, the, run? the home run. I was yeah. okay with base hits. That's awesome. Um, I, I just didn't want to lose money, basically, right? So even if I made a tiny profit or I'm cash flowing tiny, it's all good. I really want to learn. Um, and it, you know, it worked out. I think that's where a lot of investors kind of mess up. They expect their first deal to be a home run or they expect their first um, burr or, or cash. They want cash for a thousand dollars their first time, you know, and and a lot of times I think as investor and a newbie investor, when they first come into the game, they need to realize that base hits are completely OK because the wisdom and the lessons learned from that base hit is what's going to drive you home. And though that's what you want. It's like you said, I just didn't want to lose money. If I can just not lose money, that, in my opinion, is a home run in your first deal. You didn't lose money on something you brand new at. There's there's accredited investors, professional investors, Diego and I, who still have lost money on deals, you know, now. So it, it, you not losing money is not like just a base hit. I still think that that's still a home run. You know, it's the first time you got up there to bat and you got on base. It counts. I think that's awesome. I um, don't to i didn't need the 500 or 1000 monthly cash flow i was okay with minimal you know mm -hmm. yeah and what's good about that too is that it allows you to get over that that analysis paralysis that yeah. sometimes it can take people years like five years or whatever uh just because they're wanting to hit those numbers rather than getting the experience and still get a little bit of profit or just getting started right like it's it's sometimes it's just about getting started mm -hmm. Yeah, and I definitely what, had that the analysis. I definitely had that analysis paralysis, um, and it's not until I could devote time and I had an accountability partner that I got over that. It's like okay, it still works, you know. I, I don't need that home run. I don't. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, mentorships talk about a ten percent ROI. Um, great, ten percent ROI. But I mean, when you look at it, if it's just a two month project. You eat, you you hit eight percent ROI. That's still good, you know. You weren't in there for twelve months, like right. trying to hit your ten percent. Like you got an eight percent ROI in two months. That's amazing. So exactly, I kind of you know, it's all of that and learning from different people, networking, you know, and and getting everyone's feedback. Um, it allows you to see broader than what the textbook says. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. what I also liked about what you said earlier was that you basically, you did those two wholesale deals, but you reinvested it back into the business. And that is something that not, not many people do. They just, they spend, they get the money. They're like, all right, I'm going to Vegas or I'm going to go have fun. I'm going to get <laughs> oh, this car or whatever. Uh, it was you hard. Decided to create a business out of it. It was hard because I started with over a hundred K of debt. It was hard not to pay down that debt 
you know, like not to make a, a not to pay a big chunk down. Um, what very did you hard. use the money for? Um, so I got a VA. Um, I would pull lists and skip trace, right? Like I, I would get things that are um, that are paid for, basically mm. paid marketing. Got the dialer, multi-line dialer. Um, yeah, skip tracing. Yeah. Uh, CRM. We're still we're still on the on the free CRM. Um, I don't have enough leads to to need like a, a big CRM. But so yeah, I got one VA. She works four days a week. Um, Cold calling, I'm assuming. Cold calling and texting, yes. Ooh. And then we so we got the platform to pull this, skip, trace, text. The we got the dialer. Um, that's kind of the machine right now. Um, and yeah, I just feel like I I felt good reinvesting into that to keep the lead generation going and yes. kind of slowly get me out of the lead generation so I could focus on um networking partnerships raising capital and i can do the things that nobody else can do for me here like driving for dollars and talking to homeowners directly right like i want to be able to to do that so i was able to kind of take myself out of the lead generation marketing um yeah so that's what the money was mainly for and i knew that reinvesting into the marketing would get me more leads therefore more capital, um, more deals basically. So, and it, it worked out, it just, it, it worked out. Um, but yeah, it, it was hard not to try and, and put money towards the, the debt. But again, I knew there, there would have been a five or six figure, um, profit someday that would take out a big chunk of that debt. You know, it just, it, I walked on faith on that one. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was going to work because it's worked for other people. And, you know, a lot of other people have shared with me, like, of course, we're in debt, you know, like we have to invest a lot of our personal money when we first started. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it'll work out. Just, you know, just do the thing. You will get your big check. You will be able to to get rid of all of that eventually, you know, trust the process. So I listened and I'm glad I did. Good for you. It's it. I think a lot of times people are afraid of managing debt. Now we're not saying go out and get into hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, but we are saying that like you, you as an, as a real estate investor, there does come a point where you say, I, I have to continue to invest in my business because this is going to pay off. Um, don't have the quick fix, if you will. Right. So, uh, you know, you investing in yourself definitely paid off. I think most investors have that, like I maxed out my credit card, uh, situation or I, you know, I, I sold my car to do this. Right. And now I'm not saying go out there and do these things, but, but know your risk tolerance. And sometimes as investors, I feel like we have a higher risk tolerance and we're willing to kind of go a little bit more than the average person. And that I think is what sets us apart. Um, that Eva, I think that's, what's going to set you apart. You know, you're going to continue to grow. What's actually, that's what I was going to ask you. What are your goals for next year? What are you, how do you plan on scaling next year? Your rentals, your wholesaling, uh, just your business in general. How do you feel on scaling next year? For next year, um, so the goal for fourth quarter was to kind of set things up for next year. Um, I got into out-of-state investing. <laughs> I have two properties now in Indy, and the cash flow is a lot better than here for a lot uh, a lower entry. So uh, I'm really liking out-of-state investing right now. Um, 
so I'm going to grow the out of state portfolio um, of buy and holds. We're going to grow that. I'm looking a little bit into commercial spaces. Um, just right now, just kind of learning, asking a few questions. And um, so that that would be in 2022. And in 2022, we're going to continue doing some fix and flips here um, in the islands. Um, we're looking to provide more housing, good housing uh, situations for our local community, um, looking to help them out of tough situations. Uh, we are under contract for um, a property on Oahu. It's going to be a short sale as well. Um, it'll be a lot of work and but you know we're up for the challenge and i'm doing a jv partnership with um other investors that you actually just interviewed last week i think come yeah. on interesting yeah we're gonna do a jv on that with them um because you know they're way more familiar with that market so my job is to get through that short sale and get the number where we need it to be um after that we may have to deal with uh some squatters and then after that, we'll get into the renovation and the, the beautification of that place. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, now, a question for you regarding the out-of-state investing. Yeah. Uh, are you using the same systems, right? Like the call calling, because you already have some of the systems in place. Are you using that also not just for H Hawaii, but also for your out-of-state investing? No, I'm not. No. I thought about it since, you know, okay, I'm super familiar with marketing. Like, let's put my, my VA there. Um, but I love wholesalers. Like they bring you deals in your inbox. You literally just tell them where, how much, what, where you need to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they just send you things. Um, so I was able to connect with wholesalers, was able to connect with agents and, there, you know, it's already kind of starting to, to flow. And again, that's another reason, like, uh, you know, here I, I get motivated leads with my, I, my marketing budget is small for, for here in Hawaii. So I get motivated leads maybe once every other month. Um, but over there I get motivated or good deals in my inbox, you know, five days a week. So mm. I love it. I, and it's really easy. Rentometer is really accurate over there. So uh, it's not as accurate here uh, on Maui, at least. So I, it's so easy to analyze deals in like 10, 15 minutes. You know, uh, I was able to make good connections. I talk to a project manager every day, agents almost every day. So, um, yeah, so the way different strategy over there. Mm -hmm. And how are you able to fund those deals over there? Um, over there, it's hard money and private. Money. Yeah, private to come up with um, gap funding and or rehab. Okay. Yeah, hard money. And then after that, you pay them back and you keep the property yourself. Correct. Refinance, conventional. Um, so I just make sure that purchase and rehab puts me at 70% of the projected ARV. All conservative, right? Always analyze conservatively and then refinance out. So that's the plan. I haven't refinanced out of one. You know, I've got one property we've closed on. We're mid-renovations right now. The other property we're closing um, in a week and a half. Okay. So then we're going to get into the renovations there. Um, so I'm also learning a lot there, you know. I'm, and 
the thing is i'm i don't want to make mistakes but i'm okay making mistakes i'm still mm -hmm. doing the thing i'm still taking action and this is pretty massive action for like small island girl going out of state talking to sh total strangers every day right mm -hmm. um but everyone's been super nice over there i i got um i got a lot of contacts from other investors here in hawaii who invest in indie you know um simple conversations what do you recommend who do you recommend you know um basically word of mouth how yeah. we're building there yeah yeah as you're missing out out of state and all of that stuff your team is one of the most important things especially since you cannot be there key. every single day key yes makes perfect sense makes perfect sense Dereva, thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Um, there's, I, I can't wait to see your growth. I'm going to continue to follow you on Instagram. I think you're doing great things. Kudos to you for empowering women to dance and invest. I think we need more women investors. I think it's empowering. I think it's awesome what you're doing. You're crushing it. Uh, we know Zasha. Uh, you know, we, we've talked to her as well. So um, I think you guys' partnership is awesome. I can't wait to see you guys continue to grow, flip, and do all of the things. I know people that are listening are going to reach out to you in regards to out-of-state investing. So that being said, where can people find you? Um, easiest way is on Instagram, Tereva Deals and Dance is my IG handle. Cool. I'm also huge on normalizing um, money conversations at home and abundance mindset around money. Um, huge on providing you know, simple tools for our children to to grow into, you know, into adulthood and have good habits. Um, I'm huge on that, showing my daughter anything and everything I possibly can, whether she likes it or not, complains about it, it's fine. Little She'll habits. appreciate it later. Yeah, little habits. I get it. I love it. Yeah. What well, Tereva, thank you again. Thank you so much for jumping thank on you guys. here. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we jump out of here? uh to anyone listening uh, i would say um put fear aside do the work uh, it will pay off no matter what your circumstances are i love oh, that so well, thank awesome. you so much thank you so much thank you so thank much you we'll guys. talk to you later bye Tereva. bye the rap race to buy podcast where we discuss money mindset real estate investing and ways to achieve financial independence whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles you're in the right place